Holly G with the Golf Insiders. It's a big week for women's golf. The first major of 2021 for the LPGA Tour. The ANA Inspiration in beautiful Mission Hills, beautiful Palm Springs, California. And it's my pleasure to spend some time with the managing editor of LPGA.com, Steve Eubanks. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good to be with you. So excited. We've got our first women's major, uh, and we've got the Augusta National Women's Amateur going on. This is a big, big week for women's golf, Steve. It is It is women's golf week, absolutely, and it's a, it's a wonderful time. I'm actually outside right now looking at the uh, San Jacinto Mountains and the uh, it's uh, it's a lovely, lovely spot here in Rancho Barrage, California. Well, uh, for those of us that have been in the golf business for a while, <laughs> we get to a place to call ourselves industry veterans, right, Steve? This, back in the day, was called the Namisco Dinosaur. Dinosaur, one of the early big-time supporters of women's golf. Uh, tell me what her legacy has meant not only to women's golf, but the LPGA. Yeah, I mean, Donna was, was, you know, really an icon. And when you think about this event, I was actually, believe it or not, I was talking to the very first champion out here who was uh, Jane Blaylock in 1972. Uh, and she said at the time that um, David Foster, who was with Colgate Palmolive, put this thing together and brought Donna in, um, this purse was actually larger than all of the other purses on tour combined. So it was a major from the get-go, uh, and it was really the major from the get-go. Um, and, of course, Dinah was such an incredible celebrity. I think the younger generation has difficulty realizing that, uh, I mean, she was she was the celebrity at the time. The it uh, woman. Her friend come out here. Um, you know, she got the, uh, the Frank Sinatra's and the uh, Dean Martin. And, and uh, all of the, the, you know, really the people who all, all the streets here in Palm Springs are named after uh, to come out and be a part of this, to be a part of the pro-am, to be a part of the whole experience. Yeah, I got a chance to, to meet Dinah, um, you know, towards the end of her involvement when I was with the LPG, and that was really a, a very, very special moment. And, um, you know, Speaking of legacies, Mike Wan, who uh, has been the great leader of the LPGA as the commissioner for the past 10 years, as we know earlier in the year, announced that he's leaving to take over the helm at the USGA, but he's still uh, leading the ship, I guess, for another month or so. And um, you sat down with him, and he had some really special things and advice that he shared that he got from none other than Louise Suggs, one of the founding members of the LPGA. Quite a personality Louise was, rest her soul. Uh, share it with my listeners about that. Well, it was fun because uh, this was a story that Mike had never told. And it's, uh, it it's, was fascinating. When he was first hired uh, as the LPGA Tour Commissioner 11 years ago, uh, he was in Houston, and he sits down for a drink with Louise, and, and as Louise does, she always kind of offers some, some advice. Uh, and he, she kept saying to him, keep it simple, keep it simple. And then she would go through all of these things that didn't sound very simple at all. 
And so Mike said to, uh, to Louise, Louise, what do you mean by keep it simple? And she pointed out to the players, and she said, give them a better, give them a better place to play. And she wasn't talking about just the venues. Uh, she was talking about everything. She was talking about the purses, the experience, um, the, the, play, the, the golf courses that they played, the conditioning. She wanted all of the things that, that the players experienced to be better. Um, and then she said, you know, be an honest and good man. And that was, you know, Mike was like, oh, does she know I'm not an honest and good man? <laughs> and, uh, but but what, what, basically what she was saying is we can live with anything as long as we know. As long as we know that you're being straightforward and honest with us. Um, and that was, to, to me, to, Mike said, I was fortunate enough to write all of that down. And he's kept the note card in his pocket all of these years with the advice Louise gave him. Uh, and it was it, it's been profound because to me that's um, that's really the essence of what Mike Swan's leadership has been at the LPGA. Yeah, another interesting thing that she mentioned was she said, "Keep the boys involved." Very, right. very clairvoyant of uh, Louise, and you know, so interesting what Mike has done in that regard. And you can explain what she meant by that. Well, she, you know, he's like, what do you mean keep the boys involved? She, he had no idea what she was talking about. And she was talking about, you know, all the boys. And, and she was basically what he, what he realized is he, she was talking about the PGA Tour, the USGA, and the RNA. Um, and she referred to them as the boys. Um, but she wanted, she wanted um, them to be engaged and involved in the women's game, that it couldn't be separate, and they certainly couldn't be seen as the competition or the enemies. Uh, you needed to bring them into the fold and have them be supporters. And if you look now at the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, and if you look at the RNA's involvement with the LET and the European Tour's involvement with the LET, and you look at the fact that the PGA Tour has been um, instrumental in getting the television deals together with the LPGA, and they are still in the process of negotiating perhaps a mixed event. Um, this is really what they, what Louise was talking about, and it's what Mike took to heart in bringing all of these different elements together uh, as all you know, intimate supporters of the women's game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he has done such a great job of of integrating all those organizations and working together with them. Uh, I love that that what you mentioned there about the mixed team event. I so miss the J.C. Penny, which used to happen in December in Tampa at Innisbrook. That was such a great event, Steve. I hope they can bring that back in some well, they, form. We're in the you know. Everybody's in the process of wanting it to happen. I mean, the, the PGA Tour wants it to happen. The LPGA Tour obviously wants it to happen. Um, television wants it to happen. It's just a function of finding a date. I mean, if you look down the PGA Tour schedule, there's not a, lot of, well, not a whole lot of open dates out there. Um, but if you, you know, the television deal would be, be great. A sponsor uh, would, I would think, jump on something like this. Uh, so I, I think it's just a matter of, uh, time and place and getting it in the right spot. Well, speaking of about the right spot, they're teeing off as we speak for the first round of the ANA Inspiration. And so far, Steve, 2021 has proven to be a, a great Kickstarter for the American players. We had a great 
uh, Florida swing, if you will, here in January, February, and March with the sisters Corda winning back-to-back and Austin Ernst. And then we headed to Carlsbad last week in NB Park. Boy, you know, smooth as silk winning, um, you know, her first event of the year. You know, I, I tell everybody that the only mistakes I've ever made about NB were when we underestimated her. And uh, I won't make that mistake again. But every time you think she's done, she comes out and wins again. And, and this was this is another one of those examples. Uh, just sort of out of nowhere, when the putter gets hot, she is uh, she's unstoppable. Uh, and what a wonderful event that was because – you, know, you had Indy and Alexi are battling kind of down the stretch. They put some really good numbers up, and and uh, it, it, of course that's a beautiful area there at Aviara. So it was uh, it was great to see. And then they just drive over the mountains here to a golf course that is is in as good a shape as I've ever seen it, Holly. And I've been a commander for many years. Um, it looks like the members haven't touched this place in a month, uh, and it's just perfect. Well, as I look at the LPGA's version of uh, the FedEx Cup, the race to the CME Globe, uh, we've got a packed board here of American players, which, you know, I have to say, it's, it's uh, good to see. Five players uh, in, the, in the one through five slot, Nellie Corda, Lexi Thompson, Jessica Corda, Austin Ernst, and, of course, Daniel Kang, and Jennifer Cupcho and Amy Olson rounded out. That's... Uh, I think seven out of ten, Steve. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a wonderful uh, wonderful to see this this kind of resurgence and rise in American golf, particularly among the Corda sisters, who are. Uh, I mean, look, let's face it, there's not a better athletic family, uh, perhaps in history, uh, and I don't think there's a better story in all of sports. You've got the Corda sisters, both winners this year. You have their younger brother Sebastian, who is in the quarterfinals of the uh, Miami Invitational on the ATP Tour right now. You got both parents who were professional tennis players and very highly ranked professional tennis players. Uh, I mean, I don't know any any other family that's batting a thousand in terms of uh, the success, the athletic success of every single person. So uh, it, it's it's great to see, and they're wonderful people, uh, nice competitors, fun to watch. Uh, so it's it's a it's been a real treat to be uh, to be a Corda fan right now. Yeah, of course, we have had the Williams sisters that we followed in tennis for a long time. But it truly is fun when you see sibling rivalry, and they really do seem to support each other in a really special way. Hey, something that's going to be different this year, the Great Wall of Dinah, as they called it, uh, behind the 18th green, it's going to be gone. And... You know, for once, we're going to be able to see this this beautiful island green at Mission Hills Country Club played, you know, for what, how it's meant to be played. Well, you know, the, for, for many years, of course, the uh, the reason that the backstop was there was because it was grandstands there. I mean, basically, it was the uh, – it, it, Put the um, buffer, the grandstands up to get more spectators out there, um, and it did change the way the hole was played. You could play it all the way back and still have players take a three wood and try to you know try to hit it in there because if it if it got over on that side, it would hit the wall, it would stop, you could get a drop and play. Um, now they're playing it up, uh, which means you're you know you're, you're going to 
have a lot of players who may have irons in their hands trying to come into that green. Uh, but it's still a very, very difficult shot. Uh, you, you're, imagine, imagine trying to hit the uh, 17th at the TPC Sawgrass with a 7-iron instead of a wedge. Uh, and in many instances, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, I think uh, Lexi Thompson said uh, on Tuesday when they have the tee back, I won't be going for it, especially with this wind. Uh, but uh, she said if they move it up, uh, if I get a good number, um, she'll, she'll go for it. So, I, you know, I think that's the way a major should be, risk and reward. Absolutely, and that's going to be as fun a risk or reward shot as you see, especially on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's a par five and really makes for, uh, you know, an exciting, exciting finish. Um, so what's the status of uh, the selection for the new commissioner, Steve? Any any uh, inside scoop there? They say hopefully they'll name a new commissioner the end of May. That's the plan. I mean, they're in the they're in the interview process now, so I don't know how that's going to, how that is taking place. I'm not privy to the you know the board's decisions there, but I do know that the list of candidates has been incredibly long and talented. It's been uh, it is a much more impressive and and uh, popular job now than it was when Mike Warren took over. Uh, so I think your people want, once they realize who is in the running and uh, see the entire selection process, they're going to be uh, they're going to be incredibly pleased. And I hope there's a good mix of women in that selection process, Steve. I do too, and I and I think there are. Um, I think that we're, we're you know, but more than anything, you want the most talented person. Um, but I'm I'm certain that there are a number of women who fit that bill. Well, I'm sure Mike Juan, as a parting gift, will be uh, giving an ample supply of his post-it notes because we know he's a guy that loves to write things on index cards and and quotes on post-it notes, and uh, I think that's what made him such a popular and relatable. Uh, leader, don't you? Absolutely. And look, it, it, the, Mike was, there was one uh, trait that he had that um, uh, I think the next commissioner should take him take to heart. He was an incredibly good listener. Uh, he really cared. He loved people. He didn't, he was never pretentious uh, and he cared and he listened. And that's, uh, that's really at the end of the day, you don't know what the uh, what the sponsorship situation is going to be like. You don't know what the schedule is going to be like. You don't know what you're going to get in terms of the number of tournaments and, and all, of the, all of the mechanics of running a tour. But the one thing you do know is that if, if, you're, if you're open and honest and you're a good listener, uh, people are going to respect you. I couldn't agree more. So, all right, this is the time i got to get you to throw that dart. And... Uh, who do you think is going to raise that trophy on Sunday and win the first major of the year, Steve? Well, you know, Holly, I'm actually going to go with a two for here because it's the two players who were in the playoff last last year who did not win. Mm. Ellie Corda and Brooke Henderson. Wow. Uh, I, think that, that, I think they both have something to prove here, and I think that, that, that on Sunday afternoon you're going to see them battling it out. Well, I like both those picks, and um, – there's going to be uh, daily coverage on the Golf Channel. And what I love, uh, especially because this event is played in California, we get to watch it in prime time, Steve. I think uh, all four rounds will be from 5 to 9 p.m., I believe. That's correct. Yep. Well, that's fantastic. And we always appreciate your time. Steve Eubanks, Managing Editor 
of the LPGA. Check out all of his terrific columns this week at the LPGA.com. Steve, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Holly, great to be with you as always. Talk soon.